Hello, everyone, and welcome to the SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast. The SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. At sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T, state restrictions apply. Ross, you brought to you by our mini helmet contest. The SGP mini helmets are now in the store, and we're giving one away for free. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet. At sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet. And football bingo is back as well, this time for the NFL Christmas Day slate. Free, free to play, and every bingo gets a $100 SGPN gift card exclusively on the SGPN app. Well, everyone, this was an exciting week for Underdog. We got to the quarterfinals, and uh, now we, are, we, you know, we just did the quarterfinals, and now we are on to the semifinals. Um, I, I, I actually did very well this past week. I did better in the quarterfinals than I did in the regular season. I have a twelve percent overall advance rate, which, if I do my, you know, to the semifinals. So if I do my math here, which one, you know, one sixth of each team in each group advance out of each round, so. Let's see here. Yeah, that's about like a two or three percent advance rate, uh, you know, on average. So I did very well this past week. It was a lot on the back of Jalen Hurts, unfortunately, though. Uh, so that will be tough for me this week. A lot of Josh Allen as well. But Jalen Hurts is going to hurt a lot of ma- managers. Uh, Zay Jones put up a, who was great in the quarterfinals and got a, and is on about half of my best ball teams. And I imagine on a lot of others, too. He put up a dud last night. So it'll be another exciting week. Um, you know, I, I have a little bit of everyone. I have about a couple in each one. I have a couple. I'm, I'm out, all out of the fun best ball mania, unfortunately. I, I didn't get any. I'm, I won't have any tickets left for the $2 million prize. However, I am excited. I have a lot of rounds left in the puppy, some in the uh, in the resurrection drafts. Uh, I, ha- I have the most uh, bullets left in the uh, in the Pomeranian Superflex one, mainly because of Josh Allen, a little bit because of Jalen Hurts, unfortunately, but mainly on the back of Josh Allen. So, even though that weather is, is looking like it's going to be a little rough this Saturday, I'm hoping that we will get a solid game from Josh Allen. Yeah, I just want to talk about that a little bit. Uh, you know, I definitely did my uh, my best with uh, on the best ball teams. I definitely did uh, my best teams had uh, a little bit of early quarterback on it for the most part. I took um, I know Trevor Lawrence was on a lot of best ball teams. I didn't take a lot of Trevor Lawrence this year. I thought I thought it might be a rough uh, rougher year for him. And I usually took I know I have a lot of Jalen Hurts a lot of Justin Herbert, uh, a lot of Kyler Murray. Murray. Unfortunately, those teams didn't really advance uh, that much, though. So I definitely went a little bit earlier on quarterback, and that paid off in a lot of leagues. You know, that of course, it's not going to work out with Josh Allen. I have a ridiculous percentage of him left. So I'm hoping – I did draft a lot of Jared Goff, actually, so I'm hoping that my exposure to Jared Goff at around 20% can mediate some of that uh, Jalen Hurts. I'm hoping for a big week from Jared Goff. Um, but, yeah, it was overall very good. Yeah, I'm Best teams led by elite quarterback. Um, not many of my teams when I drafted a round one running back are left in this in, in any of my best ball drafts. So, you know, it. although I was kind of making fun of the zero running back drafters, I don't know if that strategy necessarily worked out for everybody. You know, you kind of had to guess right on the right running backs, which is fine in these uh, best ball season 
long formats where we're just we're you know we're filling out lottery tickets essentially you know we can we can be a little risk of you know i i don't know about zero running back in a lot of season long leagues especially you know if you're playing with some friends you know it can really go south quickly but yeah you know round one running back didn't work out well this year unless you took austin eckler but you know the dalvin cooks the jonathan taylors uh even you know isa quan barkley's didn't advance as well as you know the Devonte adams or justin jefferson's um, you know christian mccaffrey has paid off well but you know even he had some early season lulls um, but yeah, it, it'll be, uh, it'll be interesting to see how things change next year. I expect quarterbacks to go a little bit earlier in these best ball drafts next year. We might see some Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes going even in round one. That's at least what we saw on the, uh, best ball resurrection drafts. So that was very interesting. Some of my highest exposure on some of these remaining best ball teams though, uh, Jalen Hurts on seven that was worse than i thought I, I i wrote that down too that's 70 percent of my best ball teams have jalen hurts on that's really gonna hurt me this week i, I like i said i do have a lot of jared goff i'm sure i do have backup quarterbacks probably in all those leagues but i i did you know in in best ball you know you plan on having your best players so i drafted jalen hurts and you know in that fifth sixth round uh turn you know i didn't draft another quarterback till later in the draft so you know this could be the end you know i did have a very high advance rate this past week that they, it could uh, the wheels might fall off for me this week because of injuries, like you know. And I I drafted a ton of Javante Williams and Brees Hall this year, so you know I'm actually pretty impressed with my advance rates considering how the injuries have done me this year. I just have seen I picked all the uh, all those players. Um, I have Shark at about fifty percent, you know, uh, which is you know he which is surprising considering that he uh, you know he didn't he had some big weeks throughout the year, but he also missed a lot of time due to injuries. Zay Jones on fifty percent, he put up a dud last night. Uh, but, you know, he was going pretty deep in drafts. So, you know, I'm sure most people will have other players to compensate. Kelsey in 40%, that's not too surprising. He was definitely, uh, you know, probably the pick of the year in that kind of late first round, early second round turn. Uh, DK Metcalf at 30%. You know, I, I was a big fan of DK Metcalf when he was going in that wide receiver three territory. We threw a lot of disrespect toward Geno Smith, you know, and I, I thought the offense was going to be bad as well. So, I don't fault anybody for that, but I thought DK Metcalf was a little better than his wide receiver three ranking. Jahan Dotson, 20%. That, that, that's because of these last couple games that he's had. He's had a big couple weeks here. He did have some early season success as well, but, uh, you know, Jahan Dotson was a late round pick who snuck some people in these uh, last game with 105 yards and a touchdown last week. Jared Goff, 20%. Like I said, I was taking a lot of him. Um, Pacheco, I didn't, I had him next on the list, but I didn't write down the percentage. So I'm, oh, he's, he must be at 20% too. Uh, yep. James Connor at 20%. He, you know, although he missed some time due to injury, um, you know, he's really paid off these last few weeks. Jarek McKinnon on 20%. Yeah. You know what? It's, it's, it's two RB one weeks in a row, you know? So you're seeing a lot of these, you know, you're seeing how random it is because you see these high advance rates with these late round guys, you know? So you know, you really got to uh, sprinkle your exposure around to these late round guys because, yeah, it's it's the players in the 13th, 14th, and 15th round of these best ball drafts that are getting people through to the uh, semifinals. So, we'll see what happens this week. I'm very, I'm, I'm, I'm very nervous and very excited because you know that next week is when all the big money's won. So we'll see what happens. Uh, here is where all my money that I'm, you know, you know, underdogs great because they replenish. You know, they kind of throw you some money each week based on what you've won for that uh, best ball week. And uh, I just keep putting my money in these playoff best balls. The mitten just started this week. It's only five bucks, which is, you know, I just keep peppering those. So, you know, underdogs, very smart in that they, they pay you out and then they immediately give you something to put your money right back into. <laughs> Phil, I was, I was telling somebody on Twitter this week, it felt like the Wolf on Wall Street guys when Leonardo DiCaprio showing those guys how to sell, 
you know, he's just like, Hey, watch this guys. You know, it's like, Oh, ha ha ha. You know what I mean? So that's, that's what I feel like the underdog guys, they just take all my money. So I'm hoping that I'm hoping to win some back next week though. So we'll see what happens. Uh, but yeah, just talking about some playoff best ball strategies like I do every week, obviously, uh, you know, so this format is one quarterback, one running back, two wide receiver slash tight end and uh, one flex option. So, you know, obviously the goal is you want to build your Super Bowl matchup. You know, you're drafting you, you want you want to be able to fill out a five man lineup in the Super Bowl week because that's because each round each round of the playoffs is a round in this best ball tournament. And the mittens a little bit different than the than the, the other ones that they release, like the gauntlet that two advance out of the first round and then two advance out of each leg in the first and second round. So you're put into six person groups, top two advancing out of each round. And then you get into the larger pools in the Super Bowl. So in, you know, so at the, at the bare minimum, we want to have two teams with five players that we think will be playing in that Super Bowl. You know, you can get contrarian with it, but you know, each draft, we want to be doing something a little different. And you know, this, this, this draft's a lot of fun because it requires a lot of nuance to it. Um, you know, there's just so much to consider. And oh, sorry, got, I missed a little, a little viewer qu- uh, comment here. And my six thousand dollar lead, whoo, man, I, I'm, I, I wish I was balling like you, my friend. In my six thousand dollar league, I'm starting Stevenson, Monty, and Pollard over Zeke and Kenneth. Whew, man, this, man, I, I'm, I'm really feeling. I'm, I'm really gonna have to think about this, my man, because my goodness, that the stakes are so darn high. I'm starting Stevenson, Monty, and Pollard over Zeke and Kenneth. Um, I agree with Stevenson and Pollard, but I don't know if I would put Monty, especially with um, Khalil Herbert maybe coming back this week, I think. Um, I, I don't know. if I wouldn't play Monty. Ezekiel Elliott, as crazy as it sounds, I, I don't know. Like It just depends on what you want to do um, because if you're really – think that you're, if you're projected to win your playoff matchup this week and – you have, and I, I wouldn't be afraid to play Zeke and Pollard. Zeke's had like double digit uh, PPR points. Uh, no, not du- just double digit, 15 PPR points in like six or seven straight weeks. He's been fantastic, actually. Um, he's just been rock solid right along with Pollard. Um, I have him as a cash, I have him as a cash play in DFS this week, Ezekiel Elliott. He's just been so rock solid. So I would, I would play Ezekiel Elliott over David Montgomery. And Kenneth Walker has me really nervous. He didn't miss practice on Tuesday and Wednesday, but he does. It's a great matchup against my chief. I, I'm a Kansas City fan, and we, we our defense is just terrible. Uh, it just you know we, we you know best players on on the opposing teams are going to play fantastic against the Chiefs. Uh, I think it could be a good Kenneth Walker day. Oh man, that's really tough. Uh, like I said, if I was getting, I, I don't think I would start David Montgomery. If I was getting, if if I was really, if I thought I was. If I thought I was safe for a win, if I was projected, you know, and I just wanted to get 10 to 15 PPR points from my flex, I would go with Zeke, Ezekiel Elliott because I think he can get you that. Um, Kenneth, uh, if I was going for upside, you know, if I was down by a little bit, I think I would go with Kenneth Walker. So I think I would bench David Montgomery and go with Ezekiel Elliott and Kenneth Walker here. Also, I bench Zay over, I bench Zay over Evans, and that was a, that was a major W. That was smart of you. I. Uh, I did. I, I I downgraded Zay Jones last night. I did have him as a top 18 wide receiver, and I put him down. I think at about wide receiver 24 before the game. Uh, you know, midway through the afternoon last night. I thought, you know, just reading the weather reports and how Vegas was feeling about the game. So that was smart. Um, I did start Jay Jones in a couple spots, but obviously in the best balls, you know, we, we weren't we aren't able to set a lineup. So yeah, we all have a lot of replacements. Hopefully, so 
Smart. Yeah. Good luck, man. I hope you win some money. Oh man, that, that's an intense league. I hope to be able to get there one day in a $6,000 league. That's exciting. Um, but yeah, uh, just going back into the playoff best balls, like I was saying, um, you know, you want to build your Super Bowl matchup. Uh, so, you know, I don't, I'm not afraid to reach on the, on these players a little bit in drafts. As a result, obviously there's a, it's 10 rounds, uh, six person draft. So that's a 60 players taken in total. Um, obviously, you want to put a premium on the uh, the Kansas City, the Buffalo, the Philadelphia, the Cincinnati players, um, the San Francisco. Obviously, the, these are the Super Bowl uh, favorites. So you're going to want to put those guys on at a premium in drafts. Um, you know, another important uh, detail in, in these drafts is the first round buy. You know, and this is one of this is that this is what I was talking about before I started answering that question over there is that uh, the nuance and how much it goes into these drafts because you start building the Philadelphia uh, Buffalo stack and you're like, man, this you know this is a great super you know Super Bowl matchup I got going here. Wait a minute, you're not going to have possibly any players playing in the first round, and that you know and that counts toward this best ball tournament. So you know, the first round buys are going to play a lot into the mitten and the gauntlet in these best ball tournaments, because yeah, you're, the players that you draft in round one, you know, Jalen hurts, you draft him in round one, he's not going to be playing for you in the first round. So you're going to need to get another quarterback without a doubt. Um, so when I'm, I, I don't mind building Philadelphia, Buffalo or Philadelphia, Kansas city still has a great shot at getting that first round by two, uh, the Bengals and Buffalo still play each other. And Kansas city has a very easy remaining schedule the rest of the way. So yeah, it'll be, uh, it'll, it'll be interesting, but yeah, you, I, I don't mind building stacks among those three teams and, and building a super matchup. Cause those are the best teams, you know, probably with the Bengals and 49ers as well, but you're only going to want to get five player, players from that group and play a little bit more aggressive because you're not, because yeah, you're going to have to build a whole nother team for that first week, which isn't impossible because, you know, you have players going in the second half of drafts, like the San Diego players, Austin Eckler, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, um, the Baltimore uh, player, Lamar Jackson, JK Dobbins, uh, Minnesota, TJ Hawkinson, Adam Thielen. A lot of these guys are going a lot later on in drafts and they can get you through that first week, you know, Amon Ross, you know, Detroit and, and, um, Jacksonville are looking really good. Uh, you know, they're looking more and more likely for playoff bursts as well. So, you know, grabbing some of that, you know, Amon Ross, St. Brown, Travis Etienne in the last rounds of drafts can get you through that first week. So I don't mind doing that, but just keep that in mind if you're building among those three teams, because Kansas City, I think, and Buffalo still both have a really good shot at that first round by and Philadelphia. Just keep that first round in mind. Um, you know, the three. You know, I, I if if I'm not worried about that, the three three stack is kind of what I prefer. I like to get six players from those from two different groups. Like you know, so if I'm building from San Francisco, or if I'm building from Dallas, where I know I'm not going to, uh, I I can I can get my first. They're they're going to be playing in the first round. Or if I'm getting Bengal players, you know, I, I like to get an extra guy. And you know, and then but you know, and then you know, you possibly you know, you build another Super Bowl matchup. You know, it does. I I don't mind grabbing like J.K. Dobbins and Lamar Jackson later in drafts or Adam Thielen and T.J. Hawkinson. You know, just getting another, uh, you know, possible avenue to uh, build a Super Bowl matchup. So, you know, you can get a little late round pivot there. San Diego players, like I said, go very late, too. Um, another thing to keep in mind in drafts that I always uh, 
that I always forget is that you need a running back and a quarter. So, you know, you're getting tied up in, in those drafts, you know, you're, you're trying to take, you know, just the players from your, you know, your teams and you forget that you need, you have to have a quarterback and a running back from one of your Super Bowl matchups. So, you know, you're, you keep taking wide receivers and tight ends, you know, and you miss, you know, and then you look up, you know, you're trying to get a, a Philadelphia uh, Buffalo stack and then Miles Sanders Sanders and Devin, Devin Singletary are off the board. And then all of a sudden you're like, well, oh gosh, you know, or James, you know, and James Cook as well. You don't know what you're going to do. So, you know, I, I'm a little bit more aggressive in grabbing my quarterback and running back because I want to make sure I get those because there's a lot of different avenues you can get for wide receiver and tight end. A lot of teams have a lot of different wide receivers and tight ends, but you know, running back and quarterback are going to be a little bit more uh Harder stacks, so just make sure you get those when you're building your Super Bowl matchup. Like I said, there's a lot that goes into these drafts, and sometimes your draft just gets blown up midway through it. Uh, Minnesota, L.A., and Baltimore, like I was saying before, they're my favorite late-round pivots. Uh, you know, if, if your plan does get blown up in the middle of the draft, that's a really smart place to go. Uh, you know, focus on smacks early regardless of ADP. Pick back up points, you know, later in the drafts, you know, Austin Eckler, uh, Lamar Jackins, J.K. Dobbins, those types of players. Um, so, yeah, that's what I'm doing early in drafts. I let the first round kind of decide where I'm going with it. If I get if I get a top three pick, I'll grab one of the big three quarterbacks that's always going there. Jalen Hurts, uh, Patrick Mahomes, and Josh Allen. In the second half of drafts, grabbing Christian McCaffrey, grabbing Travis Kelsey or Stephon Diggs, and just building it from that scenario. And, and one last thing I'll throw at you about the uh, the playoff best ball is, you know, that end of the first round is a little tough because you're almost baited in a lot to a lot of scenarios of taking maybe, you know, with, with your early second round pick, possibly grabbing Travis Kelsey and Stefan Diggs or grabbing Travis Kelsey and A.J. Brown or, you know, something something along those lines. It, but you're getting two players that you can't get the quarterback to. And I, I've done that in a couple of drafts where I'm like, oh, crap, I don't, I can't get a quarterback for either of these two guys. So, you know, you just kind of spent a first and second round pick on a player that, you know, you won't be able to really build as part of your Super Bowl matchup. So that's just something to keep in mind there. The end of the first round is really tricky. So, you know, I'm not afraid, you know, sometimes if all else fails, you know, just grab Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow, you know, and leave it with that too. Um, but yeah, uh, just keep all that in mind. Like I said, there's a lot of nuance to this. So if you think about it and you're a smart drafter, I think there's a lot of room for to get it really uh, to do really well in this tournament. Uh, you know, one thing to keep in mind is because we're stacking teams, because we're trying to heavily correlate, the first round is going to be rough. I think I think the best drafters are actually going to have a really poor advance rate out of the first round because you're going to have a lot of teams. Um, that, you know, just kind of took the best player available in a lot of scenarios and they're going to do very well in the first round. But once, you know, it's like I, had compa- I keep comparing it. It's going to be like watching baby sea turtles try to make it out to open ocean. You know, we're just trying you know, a few of them are going to make it. But those few that make it, I think, you know, have a chance to do really well. We can make some big money in this tournament. So, you know, best ball season is not over next week. It's just getting warmed up with, with the uh, playoff best ball format. So enjoy that. That'll be super fun. With that, I will uh, jump into the week 16 Battle Royale this week. Um, we are into the third to last Battle Royale this season. Second to last real big one. I'm sure, you know, week 18 will get interesting as we get into some backups and everything, too. Um, you know, I was uh, just pointing out that uh, actually I have the stats right here that uh, 12 of the four. I, I didn't have I didn't compete in one of the Battle Royales, so I don't have uh, one of the stats to them. But uh, 12 of the 14 Battle Royales that I have access to incorporated some kind of game stack this year. Um uh, Three of the of the 14 Battle Royale winners incorporated a double stack. 
Seven incorporated a bring back between uh, opposing teams. So, you know, a player on one side and a player on the uh, another from the same game. And uh, so my point in saying that is that I have these games to, tar- you know, in the games to target I have this week, you know, these are the games that you want to target and have bring backs, have multiple players from this game because the Battle Royale stacking isn't as important because of the smaller lineups. We're not getting as contrarian as we are getting on DraftKings or FanDuel. So, but strat, but it, you know, it is still incorporated in the majority of battle royale lineup. So can make sure we're considering that as we're getting into them here with that. I have Seattle and Kansas city as my first game up here. I have the over under at 48.5. I think it's at, at 49.5 now, actually. So people are feeling a little bit about uh, better about that. These are teams that don't cover anybody. Uh, you know, uh, Kansas city ranks 29th against uh, in terms of fantasy points against quarterbacks, 16th against running backs. 27th against wide receivers, 17th against tight ends. Seattle ranks, in terms of fantasy points, 17th against quarterbacks, 31st against running backs, 3rd against wide receivers, and 30, 31st against tight ends. So, yeah, that is not uh, – that that's really poor. So I'm really, I, I'm really excited about this game. The only thing that, you know, is the cold weather. You know, it is the – can the cold weather slow down these offenses, uh, you know, Kansas City gives up a quarterback one performance and nearly every single time they play a quarterback. Russell Wilson played really well, and, and Davis Mills had played really well against this defense recently. So, man, I just – I'd have a hard time thinking that uh, that it's not a shootout, but we'll see what happens at the cold weather. Can I have one more uh, comment I, I missed from uh, Mechie. He's, he's already gone now, but my matchup is oh, so I don't think I want to go with Kenneth because of injuries. Um yeah, good luck, my friend. Like I said, in your play in your six thousand dollar tournament matchup, that's uh, that's tough. But um, I I would I would pivot off Montgomery if I was you though. That's just something I would keep in mind. So next up among the game, games to target for this week sixteen battle royale, I have new uh, the New York Giants versus Minnesota. The over under at forty eighth. This is the game I'm really excited about this week. You know, we're we're concealed from the weather in that dome up there in Minneapolis. Um, Minnesota has had had really strong fantasy has given up really strong fantasy performances. I mean, to Mike White, Daniel Jones, and Jared Goff recently. They rank twenty seventh against quarterbacks, nineteenth against running back, thirtieth against wide receivers, nineteenth against tight ends. All rank in the second half of the NFL. The New York Giants aren't aren't too great themselves. Twelfth against quarterbacks, twenty second against running backs, twelfth against wide receivers, and twentieth against tight ends. Um, I, yeah, I really like this matchup this week. I have Kirk Cousins and Daniel Jones as quarterback ones. These are, uh, play, you know, I want to get some exposure this week to players in this offense. I really like all the Minnesota players this week. TJ Hawkinson, Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson. I'm drafting them in all these Battle Royale drafts. At least I want to get one of them. I want to get a piece of them in all these Battle Royale drafts because I think this is going to be a game where you see a lot of touchdowns. The last one I have up here is Philadelphia versus Dallas. Even though it's going to be Gardner Minshew, we still see a over under a 46. Dallas's defense is very stout, but they do have a weakness against opposing wide receivers. They rank 26th against opposing wide receivers in terms of fantasy points. The Philadelphia uh, defense, on the other hand, is very good against wide receivers, but they have a weakness against the run. They rank 17th against running backs. So, I, I, you know, I don't know exactly where it's going to come from to, this week, but I think they'll push it. They'll push themselves. I think it could be a good CD Lamb week. Um, I think it could. Uh, I think Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott are going to be able to get it going going against a poor run defense. And you know, I think Gardner Minshew is going to have success as well. I just don't know where it's going to go. Will, will it be Dallas Goddard? 
Will it be A.J. Brown? Will it be Devontae Smith? So we will see what happens there. I'm grabbing pieces, of, multiple pieces of those uh, when I can as well. Gardner Minshew is not someone that I'm comfortable drafting in the Battle Royale. I don't think he has top five, top three upside like we're looking for in the Battle Royale, like I always say. But, you know, in DFS, you know, when he's really cheap on all those other sites right now, I do like him on those. So a quick last word from our sponsors before we dive into the positional values. WinBet is the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there are tons of ways to include live betting and same-game parlays. Plus, for the DGENs only, try your luck at WinBet's Parlay Wheel. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100, win $100, limited to state availability. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so that we know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Don't forget to enter the SGP mini helmet contest as well. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet to enter. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet. Football bingo is back too. This time for the NFL Christmas Day slate. Free to play and every bingo gets a $100 SGPN gift card exclusively on the SGPN app. Okay, everybody. So now we will finish up with the positional rankings here. So I was talking about it. You know, I talk about it every week. One battle royale winner has won without a top five quarterback in their lineup. So what are we shooting for here? We should get word. We are only drafting players that we think have a top five or a top three, I'm sorry, it's top three, top three uh, quarterback finish in their range of outcomes for that week. Because these lineups are so small, I mean, you just, the quarterback is so important, especially even compared to other DFS sites, you do, because the quarterback comprises so much more of the scoring. You know, the other the, the other sites, you know, there's a third wide receiver, there's a defense. So it's just not quite as important. But in this battle royale, certainly is. I actually have Patrick Mahomes in a tier by himself this week. Uh, like I said, the weather, is a little bit of a concern, but it's less of a concern because I don't see Vegas moving down that total. We saw Vegas really moving down that total last night, and which was kind of indicative. You know, those are some real smart play. You know, Vegas hires some very smart people to run their books. So, you know, they, uh, they, you know, they had a feel. You know, they saw that what was going on with last night's game with the wind, the weather. They moved it down. They're not moving this one down. I think that with the defenses just being so poor. I think, you know, the wind is supposed to be in the teens. It's not up in the 20s or anything. So I think it'll be have room for both quarterbacks uh, to succeed. Patrick Mahomes is number one in QBR for this year. Still probably the MVP favorite. In tier two, I have Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Justin Fields, and Geno Smith. Josh Allen's going up against Chicago. You know, the weather, you know, the weather and game script are going to be a battle for Josh Allen this week. You know, the weather is supposed to be a little rough. Game script, if if Buffalo gets out to an early lead. Do they just uh, lean on James Cook and Devin Singletary to run the ball? Joe Burrow, another. It's going to be cold uh, for uh, in this for this game against New England. It's it's New England. You know, Bill Belichick. You know, he still gets a lot of respect as a defensive guru. I don't think it's quite as much deserved this year, but uh, it'll be in Joe Burrow's in a little tougher spot this week. Um, Justin Fields. You know, he's finished as a top eight quarterback in each of the last eight weeks. 
He's topped 80 rushing yards in six of those games. He's had a rushing touchdown in six of those games. He, you know, despite having no wide receivers, he's simply fantastic. I can't wait to see what he does if, if the Bears can get him some weapons next year. So I'm really excited. I think we could see some uh, some uh, Jalen Hurts esque improvement out of him. So that is my second tier. Oh, and uh, Geno Smith here. Uh, he is uh, sixth in yards per attempt. You know, you just go down, you know, I think player profiler for all of their uh, stats. They know they do. Uh, you know, Matt Kelly, the pod father, they're all excellent. You know, they they really give, they, you know, they let you know, have this free access to all these amazing, you know, uh, in-depth statistics. And, you know, you can really go in-depth if you if you get um, subscribed to their features. So um, I always like to give them a shout out each episode. But, you know, you, you get on player profiler and you go, you know, you're going down the more advanced quarterback statistics and, you know, and Geno Smith just ranks high in each single category. So he's just having a great year. You know, there's no, you know, there's no fault, you know, there's really no fault you can point to. He's just playing rock solid. Um, And yeah, he's number two in completion percentage as well. I had that written down. So he's playing fantastic. I did have Lamar Jackson highlighted when I was doing this, writing this down a couple days ago, but he is out for this week. So we don't have to worry about him. Kirk Cousins, you know, uh, ADP going in the last round of drafts. I really like him and Daniel Jones are my last two quarterbacks here. Uh, you know, you can get these guys in the last round, and I want to get a little bit of exposure to these guys this week. Uh, Daniel Jones, I don't think you have to stack with anybody. I, li- I like Richie James in DFS this week, but I don't think, you know, you know, you can stack Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. I think that, you know, maybe Saquon Barkley gets some receiving touchdowns. You know, I think you can roll without a stack on Daniel Jones, Kirk Cousins. Really easy to stack with TJ Hawkins and Adam Thielen or Justin Jefferson. Uh, but yeah, I think those are an exciting two last quarterbacks to mention here. You know, you can get them both in the last round, and I think they have a lot of upside this week. On the tight end tiers, you know, similar to quarterback, I'd bring, do these a little bit differently because there's only six of them drafted, but there's but tight end and quarterback make up so, so much more of the scoring than in other formats because of the smaller lineup. So I rank, you know, I just go over, you know, like, you know, those are the only quarterbacks on the whole slate that I would consider drafting those one, two, three, four, five, six, uh, seven names. So I listed seven names there, you know, out of the 20 quarterbacks that'll be on the slate this week, I would not draft any of the other 13 because I just don't think that those quarterbacks just, but you know, some of them might have good weeks, especially compared to the ranking. I just wouldn't play them in this battle royale. Where we're looking for a top three Overall finish from every, you know, it's not just the quarterbacks from, you know, from that slate. It's a top three finish from the overall week. You know, every single battle royale winner except for one is at a top three quarterback from that week in their lineup. So just considering, you know, among the 32 quarterbacks that will be playing this Sunday, you know, those are the seven names that I like, you know, and I do the same thing for tight ends. So I have Travis Kelsey in a tier by himself this week, obviously, you know, uh, for good reason. He's the second, he's on average, the second pick going in drafts. He's very good, but important note, he's only been on two battle Royale winners this entire season. So it's not like he's a lot, you know, it's, you know, it's not like getting Travis Kelsey on your roster has uh, gotten a lot of, uh, won a lot of battle Royales just simply because his high ADP goes in the first round of every draft. So you're certainly paying for it with Travis Kelsey. Um, Then in the tier two, I have George Kittle, Uh, you know, despite all of the early season, uh, freak out about his blocking rate. He is now all the way up to a number two in route run percentage. So he's running a lot of routes. He's number five in fantasy points per game. He's, you know, he's the perfect battle Royale tight end because he's a boom and bust. He has, he's capable of having a Travis Kelsey S game, but 
his his down weeks keep his ADP down really low. So, you know, in these battle royale large tournaments where we're just filling out, you know, lottery tickets really here, I love taking a chance on George Kittle. Mark Andrews, it's been tough sledding for him, but you know, and with it with the tight end landscape the way it is, you know, he's still number three this week, you know, and he but he hasn't had a top three finish since week six. It's just impossible to find another consistent name to rank ahead of him. So you just keep putting his name up here. Um, you know, he's not someone I'm overexposing myself to this week. I might grab, grab, you know, if I'm doing 20 drafts, I might grab him once or twice. Um, TJ Hawkinson is the next name I have up here. He's had 8.14 targets per game over the last seven games. And he, but he's only had a one touchdown since weeks four. So vol- he's doing really well in the volume department, just not getting the red zone looks, um, Hopefully that changes for him this week. I do like I, I really do like that Minnesota New York Giants game. Like I was saying, Dalton Schultz, uh, he's been a top five tight end three the last six weeks, so he does have that upside that we're looking for at the position. Those are the main names I have. Those are that five names there. So you know those will be the ones I have drafted the most drafts. But you know if you're that if you're if you're the last person to draft a tight end, or you're looking to get a little bit more unique. I have just a kind of a collection of names here. I have uh, Dawson Knox, Noah Fant, Taysom Hill, Jawan Johnson, and David Njoku and Cole Komet. Those are all kind of a group of names, you know, that you're just counting on to score a touchdown. I do like Noah Fant this week, you know, especially with Tyler Lockett out. I think Geno Smith could find him in the end zone. Taysom Hill with the weather the way it is, you know, this could be this could be a Taysom Hill week. You know, it's, it's you know, the over-under is the lowest over-under I've ever seen. For this new, yeah, the New Orleans-Cleveland Browns over-under is the lowest over-under I've ever seen for a game. I think I saw it's the lowest over-under officially since like 2008 or nine. So it's really going to be low score. It could, could be like a Taysom Hill. Let's control it, like play like some middle school football, have our quarterback hike it to him, you know, we're running. So it could, yeah, it could be that where we see just a couple pass attempts for that game. So that'll be super interesting. Those are some of the names I have. Uh, I do the wide receivers and running backs a little bit differently. Obviously we're looking for the same thing top five upside at the position. But the difference is that, uh, you know, obviously the top running backs and wide receivers drafted, you know why they're, you know why they're going to finish in the top, you know, five, you know why, you know why, I don't need to tell you why you need to be drafting AJ Brown or Justin Jefferson or somebody like that in the first or second round of underdog drafts. So I, I highlight some running backs and wide receivers a little bit deeper in drafts that I think have that kind of uh, upside in the range of outcomes. First up is Kenneth Walker this week. It, it, he is going to play. Um, it's only, uh, it's only 19.25 implied points for Seattle, but I still think, uh, I think Kenneth Walker can get in there. That's a couple touchdowns in there. At least, um, the chief's defense is very susceptible to run and pass. Um, he does, he is number five in breakaway run rate. I, I think we could see him break a big uh, run this week against, uh, Kansas city. You know, it's gotta be, I promise you Seattle's going to have success. If, if the cold weather prevents, D, you know, Geno Smith and DK Metcalf from connecting. Kenneth Walker is going to go off. I promise. I, my Chiefs don't stop anybody. So I promise you, it will. If somebody's going to have a great week, I think the whole offense is going to be successful. But I like Kenneth Walker in the last round. Alvin Kamara, 24.6. It's been rough sledding in the last six weeks. He hasn't finished better than the RB3 over the last six weeks, but he did have 21 rushing attempts last week, and uh, which is the most, the second most all season. Um, he's the RB seven projected on sleeper right now. So I really think Alvin Kamara could have a bounce back week against a poor 
Cleveland Brown run defense that ranks 30th. They could lean on Alvin Kamara in the short pass game as well, given the weather. So I like him a lot. Nick Chubb, I'm sticking in this ugly game. It kind of feels weird. <laughs> he's going in the – he's, you know, it, it feels crazy. Uh, Nick Chubb going in the fifth, sixth round range, but he is 28 ADP. Part of that is because he only has a 6.7% target share on the year, not involved in the passing game per usual, but he is number one in breakaway runs and evaded tackles. Nick Chubb is still fantastic. We're just waiting on him to mesh with that Deshaun Watson-led offense. Joe Mixon, 34.0 ADP last round in drafts. People have forgotten about him with the emergence of kind of some Mahe P. Ryan some quieter games. But he did have six targets last week. Uh, Five-touchdown game was not too long ago. And, uh, you know, if – if you know, I think Bill Belichick gets a little too much credit for this, we're going to take away the best player uh, on the other team. You know, it's like, oh my God, how can the best player play? They're playing Bill Belichick. Um, but uh, I, if for some reason Bill Belichick is able to neutralize Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, you might see a little bit Joe, more Joe Mixon this week. Ramondre Stevenson, 22.5 ADP. Um, he's just been fantastic this year. Number four in target share for running backs, top 15 running back in nine of the last 11 games. Number five in yards created per touch. I love Ramondre. Uh, I don't know why he, you know, I don't know why he's going so cheap this week. He had a really good game in his game balance this week. I know he's been limited in practice. He's, you know, he's, he's just trying to get to the end of the season. Like a lot of players, right? Like a lot of players, you know, it's for, especially the running backs who's gotten the workload that he has this year. You know, he's, he's probably pretty dinged up. So hopefully we see him make it to the end here. Wide receivers. I have Juju Smith-Schuster, 20.8. I highlight him every single I've, – I've had him like a month straight. Um, and it finally – and it's come to fruition in the last two weeks. It took him a little while to get back into the, his groove from the concussion, but he's received 21 targets over the last three weeks, and he's had 19 catches. He's the clear wide receiver one in that offense. Amari Cooper – I don't know why I have so many players from this game. It's the worst game on the on this late, and I have all these value picks from him, but they're all in the sixth round. So, and, you know, and I think somebody can pop off from this week. And, you know, if everyone's running away from this game, I don't mind grabbing, a uh, you know, a single uh, player from each one and just hoping they pop off. Amari Cooper, five 20-point games this season. He's kind of like George Kittle. He's the perfect battle royale wide receiver. You know, he, his, he, has, he has that upside, but his down weeks are going to keep his uh, price low. He has had nine, seven, and six targets over the last three weeks. Terry McLaurin, 34.0. San Francisco is a tough defense, but they haven't been that good against opposing wide receivers, ranking 20th. 23.1% target share, number eight in receiving yards for the year. I think it could be a good, uh, you know, I think Heineke could connect with him on a deep shot. There isn't a lockdown corner on San Francisco, so. I do like Terry McLaurin this week. And Adam Thielen is kind of the disrespected wide receiver of the week. He's finished as a wide receiver one, two of the last four weeks. Touchdown in three of the last four weeks. Um, yeah, just go, go going in the very last, going undrafted probably in a lot of Battle Royale drafts this week. So I really like Adam Thielen to have a good week and one of my favorite games of the week. So there is my Battle Royale wrap-up, everybody. Uh, I just dropped my Battle Royale article this morning. Friday morning. Uh, you know, obviously this is for the Saturday main slate. So sorry, I probably shouldn't drop this pod yesterday. It's been a super crazy week though. Um, I hope it gets out to a lot of you though. So you can do some drafts tonight and tomorrow morning. Um, yeah. Th- thanks for everything this year. You know, we are going to at least come back for, I know next week, you know, I, I don't know about a, uh, I don't know if we'll be doing official podcasts and stuff for the week 18. Uh, I don't know if they'll want to give me the, I don't know if they'll want to 
give me the cash for the week 18 underdog uh, battle Royale uh, show, considering it'll probably be a, be a little less popular. So we'll see about that. So possibly the second to last show of the year. Um, yeah, I do really appreciate y'all have a safe and happy holidays. Thank you so much for joining us this week.